sang that song, every promise in the book is mine, every chapter, every verse, every line, and uh, it, would, it, would be, it would be something else. <clears throat> I'm glad that God has promises for us in Christ, amen, just as real and alive now, more so than ever, I'm standing on the promises.
Page 333. Oh, anywhere song, baby.
same verse too. I sing it in memory of Chad. Rusty. All his lost close loved ones. <clears throat> Clouds is part of life. They're gonna overspread the sky. That don't mean the sun gone out. That's right. Oh, yeah. I remember one time we had clouds. It seemed like it was days. I never saw the sun. I could see the light of the sun because it became somewhat daylight. But I couldn't see the sun. One day, those clouds are going to be gone. We're going to see the sun. Amen. Verse 2. We're walking on this way. I'm going onward. That's right. Not backwards. While we walk the So I know some songwriter said paved with gold. However you want to say it, but I believe it will be streets of gold. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> Anyone have a special prayer need? Walk again.
Yes. Yes. And we're going the way of that really we're going to be confronted, Brother Jeff, with things. 
We don't know why, but they just come. They do. Yes. Endurance. Please uh, remember my wife and also remember me. And um, remember these that were here last week that prayed. Um, I got to ask Brother Jackie and them, but uh, what was her name that was here? Kelly. Kelly, let's remember her. Let's remember Brooklyn. And Lizzie. I thought that's what it was, but I wasn't quite sure. Let's remember them in prayer, and uh, let's remember one another. And do remember Rebecca and, um, and Big Rick, uh, I'm sorry, Little Rick there in Chattanooga on vacation. Remember Gary and Darlene. Uh, we, we're missing them, so please remember them. And I think the other shut-ins have been mentioned here. My middle brother has been battling pancreatitis, is that the way you say it? Pancreas, serious pancreas complications. I, don't, I meant to call him today, see if he's still in the hospital, local hospital, but please pray for him, the Lord touch him. <clears throat> uh, um, remember our, our brother-in-law, sister-in-law, her family, and then Remember these needs, let's find our prayer place and ask the Lord to help us.
God is not a man that he should lie. I appreciate that about the Lord. Those promises, he'll keep them. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, I, maybe y'all figured it out by now, but I do like Jeremiah. I really do. I feel for Jeremiah, you know? But in the bottom of that pit, huh? In the muck and the mire, he still had the Lord. He never left him. And I appreciate the Lord. Appreciate the Lord. He's so good to us. He'll keep us. He'll stand with us. If you'll let Him, I'll be honest with you, you'll see things you can never imagine. Never imagine. You say, well, Brother Jeff, I've been serving the Lord a long time and it's been pretty boring. You haven't been looking. You haven't been looking. You haven't been remembering. You know? Remember those prayers that you prayed. Remember, uh, write them down because you'll forget. And whenever they answer, you'll say, oh, I always wanted that to happen. But you forgot you prayed. But the Lord answers prayers. I appreciate Him. He's been good to me. He's been mighty good to me. Brother Caleb, why don't you come receive our offering here tonight for the Sunday night offering. And um, appreciate this rain that we're getting. We needed it. We needed it. It'd be nice if we could get a little long. I'll take it however we can get it. But uh, I do appreciate our Lord. We, folks, we serve such a great God. We serve such a great God. It's not about me. It's about Him. It's not about what I want. It's about what He wants. And I, I, I just want to do His will. All right, Brother Caleb. Yes. Amen. Thank the Lord. Um, do want to remind y'all, Teresa and I, uh, we don't get to see some of my youngins uh, like we'd like to. And when we made plans, we didn't realize all these meetings were coming back open again. But I do want to recommend to you, if you have opportunity on July 4th, uh, that week to go to uh, Hollywood, Alabama. And uh, uh, they'll be having a camp meeting over there. And Brother Jamie Holcomb will be there. And I'm trying to remember, I think Brother Shad McDonald. Who was the other? Brother Yeah. I'll be preaching. And so and I, I hear around, you might... Brother Benny might even show up for a service or two. We just don't know. So if you get an opportunity, go. They're good people. Okay? And so uh, go and uh, be in service. And um, don't look at me. You feel the same way. It's just like, well, you know, a little slow. No. No, y'all are not in my life. Okay, anyway. Please get us a song. Let's get going here.
get in and see what God's got for us. Five at the lodge. 
Five. Possibly three experiences five. I don't know about the other. Can you imagine the last sermon? How many of you been out there with us when yep. they're sitting on the streets weeping, Brother Jackie? Brother Steve. And some of them, I think, are dead, aren't they, Todd? My. Oh, and I got to think about that. This precious gift of yeah. salvation. Yeah. Oh, this precious gift of salvation. Yeah. I just can't imagine not having the, 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 the intimacy of Christ as we sing this worship with us.
Bible talks about, look up. Whence your redemption? And it's drawing nigh. Amen. I don't, I'm not quoting that quite right. But you know what? A lot of times we need to look up. Look up. Brother Robert, he hadn't talked about it in a while. But he uh, talked about the difference between an eagle and a turkey. He said a turkey's looking down most of the time. He said an eagle's looking up. We need to look up. That's where our addiction comes from. That's where our help comes from. It comes from above. He'll bring it down to us. Amen. And I'm going to tell you this honest confession. Whenever I get concerned about my aches and pains and all, and I, I have a few. Okay? And if I'm not careful, I go to thinking about, oh man, I'm hurting today. And this rain. Huh? This, huh? Come on now. It don't take too long till you. We need to look up. Look up! Our help coming from above. Amen. And the Lord's coming. It's coming soon. Could be today. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited about a new body. Lord, help me to have hair. I want hair. New body. New body. No more pain. No more sickness. No more sadness. Amen. It's going to be a wonderful place up there. And I'll be able to shout around and run around and not have whatever I get. You know, the catch in the legs and in the back. Come on now. The Lord's going to help us. But He's the reason. We say during Christmas, He's the reason for the season. He's the reason for every day. He's the reason for today. He's the reason for tomorrow. He's the reason for my breath. He's the reason for me to get up in the morning. Amen. And go take a nap. And to go to bed at night time. And to get up again. He's the reason. And I appreciate Him. He's our help. He's our only help. Huh? He had not give up, folks. Don't get in the mully grubs. It's easy to get in the mully grubs. Huh? Oh, okay, I'm just looking at me, Chase. Like, really? No. Yeah. I was up there, you know, singing. And, I mean, you know, I don't say I had a vision or whatever. But I had a thought that hit me. I remember, I looked over there at some of the little children and some of the ones praying. I remember the children so being drunk in the Holy Ghost. Children here, that the parents had to pick them up and take them out and get speaking in tongues. And that same Holy Ghost. And you know, you may say, well, I just don't feel him like I did this morning. It's just like, Brother Caleb, you have to push right. your set. These little children coming around, Jesus would probably tell us tonight, don't forbid them. Oh, right. Don't That's forbid right. them. But I remember, you know, the parents, the different ones, you couldn't make them walk. They were speaking in tongues. And 
Yeah. Yes. Right. And you know, as parents, you know, and I know we have a lot of good parents here, but oh, what they, what they need to see out of all of us, yeah. out of all of us, a desire and seeking to be so close to God yeah. is something when you see an older person <laughs> shouting and speaking in tongues and the Holy Ghost. I bore witness with Peggy this morning. My yep. spirit bore witness with Peggy. Do you know that? Yep. Praise God. That's so it's worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. Yeah. But you know, I want to see these children. But Jeff, we have to pick them up. 11 or 12 o'clock at night. They got their own convictions. They got it for themselves. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. You know, this next generation being able to take this thing, they need a real dose of what? There's only a few that still have that. I encourage you, parents, you don't stop for just a little bit. You rest. Yes. Okay. yes. And get what you're to get. Thank the Lord. I couldn't tell you how many times I've preached from these scriptures, but how many times have we sung them songs tonight? Yeah. Hello? When it's good, it's good. Huh? So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I'll not try to keep you here tonight, but I do want to remind us. I think uh, someone just recently, either they preached from it or spoke a little bit about some of these things. I think I heard Rebecca teaching a Sunday school class a couple of weeks ago on some of this. And, uh, and so, um, I, before I, I go too much farther, young, young folks, several years ago I bought several medals. Never was real big on medals until my sons got into the military. And then whenever they get a certain promotion or they get a certain job, then they get a medal. Uh, not really a medal to put on here, but it's, what do you call it? Coin. coin. A coin. And uh, uh, I think different. they have different things. Sometimes they, they put it on your shoulder and hit you with it or something. I don't know. But it's just something to recognize where you've gotten to. But I bought several coins, medals, that have these, some of these scriptures on it. I gave one away a year or so ago. They might not mean anything to y'all. But I tell you what, we need to get this. I'm looking for some others to give those coins to also. And you older ones, you're out of the game. Okay? But for these youngins, I want to encourage you to apply this that we're going to talk about. So if you would stand with me as we take our text. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand in the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for these words. We thank You, Lord, for these words from a soldier of Yours. We thank You, O oh Lord, for these encouraging words to help us, Lord, not to give up in the fight, not to turn around, not to, to allow these things of this world to get us down, but, Lord, to realize that our battle and our fight, Lord, is not with those that we see or that we know around us, but, Lord, they are spiritual battles. Lord, I pray, give us the strength to overcome these spiritual battles. Help us, Lord, to overcome all things and to be Your children. Lord, I pray, help those souls here tonight. Those souls that have had their hands hanging down. Help them, O oh God, to look up, to be encouraged, to be strong in You. We pray in Your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful and awesome name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Thank the Lord. <clears throat> the thing I, I, I like about this particular set of uh, things, it says, finally, brethren. Or in other words, here is your main thing you need to understand. Be strong in the Lord. Now, a lot of y'all got good willpower. Some of you got less than others. Some people's willpower is stronger in other things and whatever. But it's not going to be by your willpower. And it's not going to be by your intellect. And it's not going to be by your hard-headedness. But it says be strong in the Lord. We have got to be in Him. The only way we can be strong is for us to be in Him. In John, he, uh, Jesus Christ said, Lord, you know, that we might be in them and them in us. Hello? That reminds me of being baptized. Hello? Like a bottle being plunked under the water. Amen. Got it all around. We've got to be in Jesus. We're going to have to be in the Lord and in the power of His might. There is power in serving God. 
There is power over sin. There is power over temptation. There is power over Satan. There is power over the forces of darkness. There is power. Our God is not a weak God, but He is a strong God. Amen. And at just a word, He can cause the the Red Sea to roll back. He can cause the test and our trial and our life to roll over. Come on. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. But it's not all Him. God does have some responsibility for us. There are some things we must do. The Lord doesn't go out and just save people, just sort of, oh, I think I'll come by and say, no. He comes and He draws them to Himself. But that person must respond. We have to respond unto the Lord. It is a, uh, a call and a response. A call and a response. We must be responding to the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. He is talking. Well, Brother Jeff, I'm not hearing him. Open your ears. Huh? Turn off the radio. Hello? Turn off the... I hope you don't have one of these. Televisions. Huh? Turn off the, the little movies or whatever. Huh? You know, there are some people, and if you're listening... But anyway, I go to visit some people and I want to go pray for them and the whole time they got something running in the background. You know what? For me that has ADD, that just don't work real well. <laughs> Hello? I have a tendency of, what did they just say on there? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Huh? Turn it off. Yeah. Allow God to talk to you. Allow the Lord to get into your heart and your life. Amen. To deal with some things. You might say, Brother Jeff, I don't want to hear because it's sad. You know what? If that's the way healing comes, we need healing. We need to be an overcomer. That's what these Scriptures are talking about. And so here he not only says be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, but he says put on the whole armor of God. He doesn't say just carry a gun. He doesn't say just carry a shield. He doesn't say just uh, have your feet shot. He wants you to put on the whole armor of God. And the thing about this armor, I notice there's never any back plates. Everything is in the front. Which means you have got to keep the enemy in front of you. Don't let them sneak around back. Keep them in front of you. And can I tell you something? He'll always be in front of you. Because if you ever turn on the Lord, it'll look like there's a clear way. And things are so much easier. And all the stress that I've been having is no longer when you turn back. But when you turn back to the Lord, it's back there again. You know why? The enemy is trying to deny you getting in his presence. We must fight. Amen. We must fight God's way. 
We must fight the way that He has called us to. And we must be willing to put on this armor of God. One thing about armor that uh, uh, I, I kind of like, you know, is that it's hard. Hello? The older I get, my father-in-law father and I talk about it sometimes and some others. You tear your skin a lot easier when you get start getting older. Huh? You bruise yourself a lot easier. But with that armor on, it helps protect you. And so we need that armor. Why do we put on the armor? That she may be able to stand against the wiles, the whims, the desires, the tricks, the uh, perversions of the devil. Come on. Got your armor on? You keeping your armor on? Huh? When you go out of town, you keeping your armor on? Huh? You know, when you go out of town, you want to be the same here as you are there. Huh? And so, he goes on, he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. As much as the devil tries to make it seem like they're against me. Or if I, I just if I just didn't have to deal with that person, that person's been put in your life for a purpose. That purpose is like a, like a little bit of irritant in an oyster. It's gonna help help you produce a pearl. Huh? You've got to get over that irritation. Huh? I'm going to be honest with you. It's just, and I'm sorry, but thank the Lord. I think my wife would agree with me. I'm not the way I used to be, but there are just little things that just, they can get on my nerve. Hello? I, I know y'all are not like that. <clears throat> I was pretty good one night. Even yesterday, with a, huh? I only beat the horn one time. <laughs> then I felt bad about it you know and that person kept doing the same thing huh okay I'll tell you what it is <laughs> they're at the stop light traffic is heavy traffic is moving slow and so when the green light turns green For about 10 car lengths. It's like, maybe you didn't see it. Beep. You know? That's not a honk, it's just a beep. Huh? So I thought, well, they weren't paying attention, you know? Got to the next stoplight. I'm in a place where there's stoplights, 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 stoplights. And it looked like they're going the same place I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next stoplight, 10 car lengths, give it the gas. And then they're in the same turn lane. I could have picked a different turn lane. And my wife said, Why didn't you go around them? I thought to myself, I need this. Hello? I need this. 
patience. Patience. In patience possess ye your soul, the Bible says. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. The origin of things. That's why uh, sometimes some of this generation doesn't seem to get it, but it's really important. Where did something begin from? What was the purpose of its invention? Why did it get started? And so, uh, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Also, we uh, wrestle against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The spirit of Antichrist is here. It was here in John's time. It is here now. And so the spirit of Antichrist is here. Um, I like to give people, you know, some, some, some space a little bit. But, you know, it's sad to say rulers of darkness of this world. We are in a place, rulers of darkness in this world. And it's not just, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, he was the man over in Russia in the 70s. Sorry with the beat, isn't it? Yeah, but anyway. Huh? Y'all don't even know about, but I mean, this man was just evil. He was just evil. He would speak lies all the time. And we always said, that's him. That's him. Huh? Dark Russia. Now, we got rulers of darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Lord have mercy. Wherefore, take unto you, this is the part I want to preach about. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. There's a lot of times when we're fighting evil, we sometimes can't walk very much. I know we always keep saying to you, and it is true, when you're in a valley, keep walking. When you're in a situation, keep walking. But sometimes you're not walking like you have been walking in the past. These nice long strides. You're just barely moving. But do it. Keep moving. Keep going forward. Keep uh, uh, striving to go forward. Amen. Because there are times we all we can do is to stand. To stand. To stand for Christ. To stand for Jesus. To stand for righteousness. To stand for truth. To stand for holiness. Amen. To stand. And so we must stand. He goes, he says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Woo! We're in a day and a time uh, it's probably been in arguments all my life and before it. But you know, I can hear people say, what is truth? Yeah. Huh? What is truth? Well, that might be true for you. 
Hello? Let me tell you something. We can find the truth right here. But that's not for us today, Brother Jeff. Yes, it is. It's ageless. It is eternal. It's forever settled in heaven. Amen. God's Word is. And so the truth is right here. And if what we're doing is contrary to what this is doing, we're doing a lie. And if we're promoting something contrary to this Word, we're promoting a lie. We're to live like this. We're to act like this. 24-7, 7 days a week, 12 months out of the year, every year, after year, after year. Amen. And there's no, I'm tired of it. No, there's none of that. This is us. This is to be us. And so, here he says, have your loins girt about with truth. Having the breastplate of righteousness to be right. Now can I tell you something, folks? There are times I'll come and talk to you and you'll tell me, but I'm right. You may be right. But you can be right in the wrong way. Hello? You can. I've seen people say things to sinners and what they were saying was absolute truth and sometimes they're quoting the Bible but the way that they're saying it was wrong. Truth is also spoken in the truthful way. Truth is given in a way to the best of our ability so that people can receive it. Can I tell you, if we go out preaching and teaching and trying to witness the people and we get over their heads or out beyond them, huh? They can't receive that truth. Huh? We need to preach where they're at. We need to say things they understand. I love sanctification. Woo! That's a deep subject for a shallow mind like mine. You can go on and on and on and on. You can gather all of the, the uh, ministers uh, you know, that are around and ask them about sanctification and all of them will have just a little different take on it. And what's amazing, most of them will be right. Huh? Yeah. So, we need to have the truth. The Word of God. And having the breastplate of righteousness. Over in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8, did you know that the, uh, these scriptures are over that way too, but a little bit different? Over in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8 says, Let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. And it's a little different there. But you know what? It's covered. It's covered. We need that breastplate of faith and love. And that breastplate of righteousness. If you've got faith and if you've got godly love, you'll have righteousness. 
We must believe His Word. And so, then He goes on and He says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is that gospel? What is that gospel of peace? Notice it says a preparation. You need to be prepared. Huh? Now, in years gone by trying to witness, I used to try to learn these dialogues. Huh? How many of you tried memorizing these dialogues? Huh? Well, I'm glad y'all are smarter than I was. Huh? Well, I'll say, hello, how are you today? And they will say, and then I'll say this about the Lord, and then they'll say that. Somehow or another, they never got their part of the script right. Huh? That means we have to have the preparation of the gospel. Yes. The good news. Yes. The joyous news. Jesus saves. Oh, can I tell you what? Our world is dying for the message that we have. And you might say, but Brother Jeff, we talk to them and they shake their head and we pray for them and they go right back out into uh, drinking and, and drugs and all that. Keep doing it. Sometimes when you're in great darkness, it takes time for it to sink in. My, bro my middle brother, he uh, left home, I guess he was 17 or 18 years old. And uh, back when I was growing up, it was still some of the manly things for you to fight your daddy and all. And I, when I say fight, I'm not talking about argue. I'm talking about, you know, huh? You've seen that before, haven't you? Some of you older ones? Hmm? Fight. My brother went off. He was in a rock and roll band, went in a lot of different places. We didn't see him a whole lot. But you know, there had been given him some truth in his life. Some gospel truth. I don't remember exactly how it went, but I think that their, their night before, it was not unusual for them to be in a brawl there. When you get drunk and you get just... But somehow or another, my brother, he decided to go home, back to his room, and he pulled out from one of them drawers one of them Gideon Bibles and started reading that Bible. He called my mom and dad and said, uh, will you send me some money and a ticket? I want to come home. Huh? The preparation of the good news of peace. We need to have that preparation. There are so many people who are miserable of their lifestyle. And you can tell them and they'll shake their head. But oh, I'm going to tell you, there comes a point in time God is going to deal with their souls. So let's have the prep, our feet shod with the preparation. You won't have time to go home and study. You can come back. Are you prepared to answer to them now? Huh? And above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith. 
It is that confidence. It is that moral conviction. It is our uh, trust in the Lord and His trust in us. It is our beliefs. It is our assurances. These are what this word faith means. There's a lot involved in this word faith. And we've got to believe it. Do you really believe God's going to help you overcome? Fill in the blank. Do you really believe the Lord's going to see you through? Huh? Laying in that hospital bed down here in the hospital and I'm bleeding out. You know? I turned to my wife and I said, you want me to pray with you? Mm-hmm. I didn't know if God was going to take me then or not. I was settled. I was ready. I had faith that either I was going home or God was going to lift me up. And in all honesty, I kind of thought I was going home. But you know what? God has a way of getting our attention. He has a way of turning our attention to the things that are most important. Uh, He gets our attention away from ourselves and away from our poor pitiful me. I'm so sorry. Nobody likes me. Nobody has confidence in me. Hello. He has a way of getting that out of us. I was kind of a, in my mind, a renegade in this area. First independent church in this part, a little bit farther north up in Soperton there was another one, but we were the first independent church that I knew of in years. And I'd bump into people that was from the Savannah Church and they'd invite me to church. It's like, I'm pastor, why don't you come visit me? You know? And I thought that was against me. When they were wheeling me to the helicopter pad, I started noticing right when they pulled me out of ICU and wheeling me down. Different ones. But Steve, you might have been in that. I don't remember if you were there that night. People from Savannah. Mark. Mike. This bunch of them. Uh, Brother Ryan. All down that line. As I'm going toward that helicopter, they said, we're praying for you. Huh? I figured by the time... I, I, Got out the doors, the line would be over. No, I kept going. All the way out to the helicopter pad. And I realized, you got a friend. You got friends. Amen. Too many times we let the devil separate us. But we can't let that happen. Amen. And also the Lord let me know I still got something for you to do. And I'm going to tell you, it turned my life upside down.
again, but I'm glad for it. Let me uh, uh, continue on here. And so taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. The devil uses others to shoot darts at you. Barbs. Criticisms. You ever notice how sensitive we are to criticism? This generation right here is more sensitive to criticism than any that I have ever known in my life. Uh, whenever I was, before I got saved, I had a coach. And uh, he would just tell me, you know, you, you uh, teaching me how to play basketball. I'd shoot the ball. He said, that's horrible, Butler. Huh? I'd be dribbling. He said, can't you dribble without watching the ball? Huh? What's wrong with you? Are you a clutch out there? But guess what? I wasn't the only one he did that to. He was doing that to everybody. Yeah. Huh? And, you know, I remember leaving with my head tucked down and he said, look, this is called constructive criticism. Yeah. Huh? I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. How much help do we actually want? Right. We need constructive criticism to lead us and guide us and to help us and thank the Lord. I still get it. I appreciate my wife for giving me <laughs> constructive criticism. And I thank you for others that give me constructive criticism. You know? But uh, I appreciate it. Huh? There are some times I don't want to hear it. Hello? Man, I, could get, I can find myself in trouble real quick. Huh? We need that shield of faith to quench those fiery darts. Because you know what? One of the things... Brother Steve, about my preaching that finally got to me because I want to preach like Brother Don. I can't preach like Brother Don. I want to preach like Brother Addis. I can't preach like Brother Addis. I want to preach like Brother Benny. I can't preach like... You know who I preach like? Me. And whenever I realized that the Lord didn't call me to preach like other people, he put, called me to preach the way He put it in me. Amen. Amen. It helped. So whenever those darks come by and say, I'm trying to be careful here. <laughs> well, that was good teaching tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was preaching tonight. Uh-huh. You don't take it as a dart. By faith, you say, Lord, I'm trying to please you. I'm not trying to please others. Amen. But I do want you to listen. And I am trying to tell you something to help you make heaven your home. And then it goes on and says, take the helmet of salvation. Huh? The helmet of salvation. Do you have it on? Right. 
I don't, I don't believe the way the Baptists preach salvation. Once saved, always saved. I don't believe that. But neither do I believe that, you know, you doubt people all the way on in their experience until they get where you're at. I don't believe that either. Huh? No! And so, uh, the thing that bothers me sometimes is people seem to forget coming to an altar and praying to get saved. I got two or three in my mind right now. They're not here with us. They're backslid. They're already gone. Huh? But they would come to the altar and pray. Sometimes I ask people, I say, well, what you praying for? I want to be saved. I thought I baptized you last year. Hmm? Pray, 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 cry, cry, cry the night before. Lord help you. I think so. Yeah, I think so. The next night they're back down there praying same way again. What are you praying for? I want to get saved. It's that helmet of salvation. We have to get to the place where we realize that this salvation that we're looking is not just a feeling. There is a feeling that comes with it at times. Sometimes it's right the first time you pray. Sometimes it comes down a little bit later down the way. But you have to realize that this plan of salvation is really an engagement to be married. You are making an agreement with God that I'm going to be yours and you are going to be mine. He will not back up on His agreement. And so, there's any backing up, it's on you. You're the one that cheated and went out and danced with the devil the night before. You're the one that's been talking to the devil on the telephone again. And so, we don't do that. So that helmet of salvation is not only, oh, didn't it feel so good. But it's also that knowledge that He said, if thou wilt confess your sins, Huh? And acknowledge Jesus Christ is the Lord. And in another scripture, and that He was raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. Amen. No, they're not going to be just like us. But we've got to take them. And then we need to move them along. We need that helmet of salvation. You need a no-so salvation. Huh? You need that no-so salvation. You need that no-so salvation. You need that no-so salvation. Do you know that you're saved? Huh? Because the devil's going to come to you and say, you're not saved. And what are you going to say to that? Huh? Well, Jesus, am I saved? And Jesus will probably just roll his eyes like, what? I died for you. I, I shed my blood for you. I, I'm betrothed to you. And you're saying, what? We need to tell the devil, I'm saved. 
There might be times you fail God. David failed God, but he was still the apple of his eye. I'm not giving an allowance for failing. I'm not giving a license for sinning. But oh, let me tell you something. There's a difference between those who have turned from God and those who have failed. Amen. Those who have faltered. Those who have uh, intentionally tried to go the other direction. We need to have that helmet of salvation. A strong helmet. Because I'm going to tell you, this world's going to put a crack on your head. The devil's going to crack on your head. Your family will crack on your head. Come on. Sometimes your church family will put a crack on your head. You have enough salvation. Keep going. Huh? I guess it's the difference in generations. Huh? I've seen people. Are you saying, Brother Jeff, I'm backslid? I don't know. Huh? I have my thoughts, but I don't really know. Are you backslid? Huh? I don't know about you folks. I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to keep serving God. I may fail. I may mess up. But I'm going to serve God. And I'll be honest with you. huh? I'm at the place in life now. A lot of things in this world just don't have any glitter to it anymore. Huh? I'm just not interested in a lot of things that I thought were so interesting before. My interest is in making heaven my home. To stay saved. To know you're saved. <clears throat> but I was talking about these folks who say, you think I'm backslid? So you know what they do? You know what they do whenever you say, are you backslid? Come on, somebody tell me. What, what do they do? Huh? They quit church. When I was growing up, they had a saying, the proof is in the pudding. You backslid? No, I'm not backslid. But I'm going to quit church. What? They don't go together. Woo! Can you go to a church and where you think that people think evil of you and keep going? I have. Week after week after week. You know why? I want to prove to them and to the Lord I'm saved. I'm going to serve the Lord. Hello? I've never quit a church. Hello? Never quit a church. Can't quit the bride of Christ if you're the bride of Christ. Amen. Come on, Teresa, come get a song. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God.
The Lord's word is effective. It is powerful. When you rebuke a demon in the name of Jesus Christ, it shudders. There are some demons who may uh, be difficult to deal with, but they still cannot stand against your Savior. If you have Jesus in you, He can do nothing against you. Hello? And if He touches your body, the Lord will only let Him touch it so far. And really, what's the worst thing He could do? Kill you? Woo! I get to go to heaven. Brother Jeff, I rebuked the devil and it didn't work. Keep rebuking. I rebuked the devil and nothing happened. You ask the Lord why? Hello? Sometimes you can't rebuke the devil when you brought him into the house. Hello? You brought a some people will call it a door, a portal into the house. What are you talking about, Brother Jeff? I don't know. Maybe you got a bottle tucked away somewhere. Maybe you got some illicit drugs tucked away somewhere. Maybe you have some pornography hidden around somewhere. Huh? When you have a portal into that house, they have the right to at least be in the house. Sometimes you gotta clean the house. Right. You gotta get it out. Amen. Get it away. Yeah. But I want to tell you something. I don't care what anybody says, you can rebuke the devil. Yeah. You can. I've seen it work over and over and over again. To my knowledge, it has never failed. Not not with us. Huh? You know why? I have faith. I have faith. He'll bring us through. I can tell you about a couple of... Uh, I'm trying to finish. I can tell you about a couple of things that just... They don't work. Okay? I remember going down the road, traveling from here to Vidalia one time, and boy, there were some pretty fields of tobacco. It don't work rebuking the tobacco. I'm trying to remember a little bit of jingle. Brother Otis taught me one time. Tobacco, tobacco, the evil weed. <laughs> what am I saying? It don't do any good to go in a field of tobacco. No. It doesn't do any good going into a bar and rebuking the devil. Hello? You've come on their territory. You're covered. You're protected. But you're on their territory. Uh, go to some other evil place. You've got to realize whose territory you're on. Huh? And I'm going to tell you, 
power of the blood of Jesus Christ works. It works. You can trust in Him. But I tell you what you can do. I'm trying to finish. Um, when you go out to those places where you preach at, you can bind them. Yes. And when you bind them, yes. then people can hear better yes. what's going on. Amen. You can bind those demonic spirits, and the Lord will help you. Yes. There have been different folks that come in here to pray. I just I can't feel from God. I can't hear from God, you know. There have been sometimes I just bound the demonic spirit over them. And the Lord touch them again. I'm talking to you about things I know. Not things I think. How close are you to the Lord? Are you wearing the armor? Are you in the fight? Let's gather around. Let's ask the Lord to help us to wear the armor of God and to wield it skillfully. Here